Hello everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I am your host, Alton, and with me, as always, is Reese. Yeah! Damn. <laughs> really bringing that pod energy today. Uh, I hopefully... <laughs> Every single response of his is just gonna be yelling some... Not even a word, just like a, a positive sound. Like, yeah! Okay, and today... We have special returning guest, Danya. Hello, Danya. Hello, everybody. Hi, Danya. Be Bethany Esda strikes again. <laughs> yeah, so we've got some interesting topics uh, for you today. E3 is going on currently, which uh, Reese is Woo! keeping on top of. Uh, yeah! I have been playing like 20-year-old CRPGs instead. That's the correct thing to do. Uh, Reese, you're... Not committing to the joke, come on! Oh, yeah, yeah. Woo! Woo! Oh, my God. <laughs> Alright, we'll stop. The joke commissar, I'm officially forbidding this, the continuation of this goof, because we have to continue. We have okay. to continue. There was a guy at the Bethesda... Con, uh, yeah, you Bethesda would know if you were shit, who was screaming yeah to oh, everything, really? even, like, the really inane stuff. It'd be like, oh, and, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls Blades, the mobile game, Woo! we're introducing yeah! a 10% reduction in grind times. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> I love Bethesda! <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the thing is, is that he left at some point, so a lot of people were saying that it was a plant, but I don't know if maybe they were telling him to fucking like tune it down or if he really was just that obnoxious. Everybody was owning him, but my point of view is that he's good because otherwise you have to listen to Bethesda news <laughs> instead of him screaming. God, there is not a lot of good news coming out of Bethesda, but we'll get to that in a second. So the premise of this podcast is that we are the last bastion of gamerdom. We are the guardians standing between you and the gates of fascism, keeping you young, innocent gamers from the disgusting pits of reactionary thought that so many have fallen prey to, keeping you safe from the unwashed incel hordes. And that's your line, Reese. It's the intro. I don't remember what my line is here. We're the only <laughs> podcast to tell you the truth. Oh yeah, we're the only podcast to tell you <laughs> the truth about video games. I forgot that we did that. <laughs> But anyway, enough of our awkward shoehorn intro aside, let's get into this topic. <laughs> Reese has a special report from the front lines of his dipshit neighbor. Oh my god. All right. So I have recently moved out of my kind of temporary housing situation with my cousin. Um, it's in a boring apartment, but still it's a big upgrade for me personally. And... If you've listened to previous podcasts, you might be aware of several encounters with uh, my neighbor mm. who uh, would get drunk uh, and scream blast music, just like the worst, like, butt rock, classic rock right. type stuff. My favorite story is the one where you said he got like a CD of dogs barking and played it on repeat. Uh, what? <laughs> it, it, and that was kind of the last hurrah for a while. For months, it was pretty quiet. Um, there'd be like one or two little moments, but nothing worth even talking about. And then the last six days, 
uh, it's like at the very end of Final Fantasy VI when Kefka like turns from like normal clown wizard into like this weird fucked up mega angel. And you're like, <laughs> all right, shit's real. Let's do this. He Absolutely. just started from uh, from dusk until like two in the morning, almost every night. Just music full blast, <laughs> screaming. And it used to be wow. like I would go outside. And he'd like scurry in or he'd tone it down because um, it was mostly directed at my cousin, but he was done with that. And he, I would just get looped into the slurs. He was like, you too. And every gay slur finally being sick of this, the police were called previously and the police kind of declared it like, you know, well, both of you guys are kind of assholes in our eyes. We don't know who to believe. And so what I did is that one night he was just going real wild. And so I crawled around to the side of the trailer that was in shadows. And I crawled up to his property line almost on my almost on my belly, but not quite. So he wouldn't see me in the shadow. And then I was hiding behind the tree with my tablet, recording him screaming at us. Because it was just like time to get some evidence and to take it to the police. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, we're leftists, we hate cops. At some point, you just have to do something. When he's people are threatening your lives and calling you all the gay slurs. And I brought it back in there and I, they just, I don't know why, but everyone was like, don't call the cops. Don't involve anything. Don't do anything. So I was like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> I'm out of here. Right. It's not my problem. <laughs> but then that morning he left a spray painted sign against his shack that said eat shit (laughs) and and it was just like a a truly insane thank you alton yeah this is Um, fadanya we're probably going to use this as the thumbnail but oh my god (laughs) um so that's yeah so if if you look at the what's probably going to be the thumbnail of the episode he was all he's always dancing around that stupid shed of his hitting it with his fists (laughs) like really hard like i'm sure it's like he's an old man. I'm sure can't be good for his hands. He's old. Yeah, he is. I was picturing fifty-five like plus guy in a wife beater in his thirties. No, this guy is is close to boomer, if not boomer. So he just stands there and punches his shack. <laughs> yeah, and he. And he I mean, and just <laughs> no, that's weird. Even... That isn't normal. Like. I mean, I could not agree more. It was extremely abnormal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is why we have like, so many we, stories about it. And we have video footage of him. And we kind of had to, we had it pointed at his, just at his shed for a while. And we found out that that's illegal. So we had to point it down to like right at the edge of the property line. But there was so much stuff of him. Like there was nobody outside, no activity. But him just standing out at the shed and just like staring at the trailer. <laughs> Like, it, like you know those parts in the paranormal activity movie yes. when the like the possessed person just like stands and stares at the like the people they're about to kill for like seven hours before they do something. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I really I, like fast forwarding through that. I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm moving out of here. And Bye. Good luck with that. Bye. Um, and I'll just use you this audio clip and picture for content for my podcast. 
That's the ultimate revenge. You know how they say the best revenge is living your life well? Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> best revenge is just lambasting them on your fucking podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The funniest part of it outside of what I've talked about is when his girlfriend, who is my cousin also, it's weird. What? What? They live next to my cousin mm. is because they were all given these parcels of land. And uh, screaming out, this, like screaming shut up at him louder than anything he's ever said, louder than his <laughs> music. Just this clarion call of shut up over and over and over again. And him just like not even phased at all, just doing his little dance around the shed, punching, etc. like she didn't exist. Oh, my God. Um, I thought it was yes. very funny. <laughs> so when I snuck up on him uh, to record the audio, that was the one time I was legitimately like, is he just going to lose it and just see me and just like rush me in his blabby beer rage? <laughs> the final point. detail uh, before we move on, I want to mention is that this night um, that the eat shit sign got put out. I just want to say inside. that your neighbor is the dark souls of meth heads. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh like we went inside like maybe around like 8 p.m or so uh-huh and he just there was nobody out to scream at and he just kept doing it at the exact same pace for the next six hours into what? the wee hours of the night and so we i would just step out uh into the front door which was in covered in darkness but i felt like a little bit safe and i'm just like i'm Go out, and he was still screaming at the exact same meter, still punching, still blasting music. It wasn't even, like, about it being to us at that point. It was just he entered this zen, (laughs) transcendent state of dipshittery. (laughs) This is Where all he knew what to do is to scream and punch. Do you have anything more to say about your weird neighbor, or or are we good to talk? No, that's it. Let's, Let's move on. Anyway, moving on, this tweet is bad. I I disagree. It's extremely good, actually. Uh, This this might be the only good tweet (laughs) that Sebastian Gorka has ever done. Oh, my God. So in order to get into us, we have to say that uh, there is a parody account of Nintendo of America that uh, replaces the I with an L. So it's at Nintendo America. And it says... Happy Pride Month. Our staff is filled with people of all sexualities, so we love supporting that. And this picture of Mario and Luigi kissing. Very well written tweet by an extremely large company. Absolutely (laughs) worth believing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely worth believing Nintendo of America. And so, oh, infamous large-headed man, Sebastian Gorka has quote-tweeted it and added the real Nintendo America (laughs) by saying, So, Nintendo of America is promoting incest now. And it's... Oh, it's a very good tweet. I know I've heard this name before, but who the fuck is Sebastian Gore? (laughs) Oh, it's it's a long story, but essentially, he was one of Trump's cabinet... Okay, that's all I need to know. Thank yeah. you. He's he's kind of like a low-key Nazi, too. Like, he's a member of the... Oh, or- shock and awe. Uh, <laughs> member of the Order of the Vitezzi Rend. 
like, uh, what is it, Turkish? Hungarian Order of Merit, which was founded in 1920. Uh, so yeah, it's basically like a, a Nazi, a weird European Nazi organization. Excellent. Good to know. And, and I, for like one, am villain. shocked. He's, he does speak like a Bond villain, and uh, he was made rather infamous by uh, an impression of him done by James Adomian. All right, so he did an impression of Gorka on the Chapo podcast, which became uh... very famous, perhaps more famous than the real man, because it's just like a cart—he's like a cartoon villain. I like how his icon does look like a cartoon Bond villain. I don't know if that was intentional, but it's the facial hair. Um, oh my God, is that him? <laughs> that's him in his car. Oh art- my God! Art of is that War. Art of War. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be kidding me, dude. His license plate wearing, says "Art of War." Oh my you're god! You're wearing a pink collared shirt and brown loafers. Come on! I, I don't want to dox myself here too much, but it's extremely funny to me that Sebastian Gorka looks very much like my father. <laughs> oh my god! So this broke my fucking brain. This was so funny. His glasses look too small for his face. His no, his glasses are normal sized. His head is like fucking huge. <laughs> like it, you've seen pictures of the man. His head is just like he looks like a fucking Funko Pop. <laughs> oh my god! I do really want to say, uh, fuck this guy. F- fucking learn to read. Stop falling for troll shit, and especially stop falling for troll shit if you're going to use it to you know, push forward this fucking homophobic bullshit that you call an ideal. I hate you. I will fight you. Come at me. <laughs> I just think, think it's funny that I just, Sebastian Gorka, like, knows enough about the Super Mario universe to be like, oh, they're brothers, don't you see? <laughs> it's an abomination against nature, funny. Mr. Chapo. That is actually pretty entertaining when you put it that way. <laughs> I'm just wondering how how deep does his knowledge of Super Mario go? I've collected all the stars in Nintendo 64's Mario, Mr. Chapo. I wonder if he knows um, who Bowser. <laughs> oh, someone. I gotta... bet. I bet he would like Bowser. He looks like the type. Oh my god. No, but we gotta get him the real day. Bowser pictures. The ones that it's not the cute like femme princess version but uh the equally cute like much closer to bowser version of bowsette is is what we need to tell him about it's canonical mr chapo the only (laughs) bowsettes that count are the ones where she has horns in a shell (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I want Gorka to make his own YouTube account where he talks about the lore of fucking Mario. That would be fucking incredible. Evidence has surfaced, Mr. Chapo, that Mr. Mario, the plumber, is a poor owner of his pet, Yoshi. For he dumps him into the pit, you see, to double jump. All right, that's a, oh. that's we've wrung enough blood from this bit, this stone bit. That's, we've got two other articles. We got CNET article about Hambly. I read the CNET one, which is you know stuff you basically already know. People like watching 
angry, hateful people on YouTube, and then there's just like a part about Hamley, and Hamley threatened to sue about it. Nice. Who the fuck is Hamley? The quartering. The quartering? Oh! Okay. That is the perfect name for him. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, I thought Hambly was like some stupid internet name that someone made for themselves, like to kind no. of poke fun at themselves, being like doughy or kind of like silly. Oh my no. God. Holy shit. Are you serious? Is that like his actual <laughs> legal name? His full name is Jeremy Hambly. No, it's not. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My entire world, hell no! So I... every time he talks about how masculine and powerful he is in regards to Brie Larson in front of his wall of Nintendo classics, that man's name is Jeremy Hambly while he's doing it. I, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> how can you take yourself seriously when your last name's Hambly? I think he's just a, a cynical son of a bitch. Uh, I don't think he does take the, his bit seriously. Oh, wow. He's literally just doing it because it sells. So he's a grifter is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's pretty much admitted to it at some point. Oh, excellent. Good. Good to know. That doesn't surprise me necessarily, but... Because it's like at some point he's um he said shit like he's not alt-right. He just does like these anti-SJW stories because they make lots of money. I've actually thought about this before. It's like, you know, if I had like no sense of self-worth or anything like that, I could totally just become like a fake right-wing grifter and I can make so much fucking money. Like I would not have to worry for not. And yet I don't want money that bad. Like I want money because I'm poor and that would make my life easier. But it's like, it's not worth it. It's, a, it's like, I don't understand people like that. It's messed up. But anyway. Hambly. Yeah. H-A-M-B-L-Y. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, we still haven't decided which one. I'm leaning towards the, the one about how the left is at war over one last conservative cultural bastion. Gaming. Yeah, I know that uh, my favorite aunt-ridden friend, uh, Ian, uh, tweeted that one, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty goddamn funny. It was extremely funny. So I thought that we could read this one out loud and how long... <laughs> so shut the fuck up, no more of this. And let me tell you, I'm... It might be me that says it, because what I've glazed is extremely stupid. Oh Hell my god. Yes. From a website called Human Events, which is like... That's something robots. a robot would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Human Events. <laughs> All right. Title of the article is The Left is at War Over the One Last Conservative Cultural Bastion. Gaming. Gamers are facing a new threat worse than any it. monster they've ever encountered. Legacy media companies are trying to ruin online gaming, claiming it can be a recruitment tool for right-wing terrorists. The battle isn't over political correctness anymore. Microsoft Xbox chief Phil Spencer just released a new measure to make video gaming promote and protect the safety of all from the, quote, toxic stew of hate speech, bigotry, and misogyny. The announcement, ostensibly written by Spencer, reads more like a social justice stream of consciousness than corporate PR. 
The term safe slash safety appeared no less than 17 <laughs> times in the, brief, <laughs> in the brief post. He plans to achieve this with a new Xbox safety task force dubbed the Defenders of Joy. Oh my, that, I'm not going to lie that that is a shitty name. Hey, I like it. I, I, I get the feeling that that is maybe not as official as he's pitching it. The Defenders of Joy. If you say a slur on Xbox, <laughs> Master Chief comes and fucking just nut taps you. Maybe it's because I'm a corny bitch, but I like it. You missed one bit. Like right underneath the headline is, many gamers know that the fight to defend geek culture is another essential front in the culture war. It would be easy for conservatives oh to throw up their hands God. and say. Game over. Game over. Let the left win and make gaming into another safe space. You really should go into voice acting. <laughs> All right, continuing. Uh, in response to Defenders of Joy, Orwell would be in awe of that one. Go recently, fuck yourself! <laughs> the recently updated Xbox community stanzers had similar <laughs> rhetoric, warning that if you're looking for a place on the internet to be overly edgy or get a rise xbox isn't the place for you man that's a that's definitely a change of pace for xbox i mean it's kind of funny because it is like so i guess opposing to like the mental image that i've kind of always had of xbox yeah i guess that really isn't fair on my part but xbox has and like microsoft has always been kind of the more like it's been the butt of many jokes yeah like the more brash very loud very like insensitive kind of dude bro system mm-hmm. or at if least we remember that that same episode with matt and brianne i discussed my time doing xbox technical support and i think oh that that god. is a pretty fair <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god why have i why has my username nword69 been <laughs> banned <laughs> okay so after uh let me just reread the last one so we don't forget it the recently updated Xbox community standards had similar rhetoric, warning that if you're looking for a place on the internet to be overly edgy or get a rise out of people, Xbox isn't the place for you. It didn't explain what overly edgy quote-unquote means, guaranteeing players will be afraid to say anything that might offend the censors. Oh my god. Microsoft is far from alone in warning about the danger of in-game comments. The New York Times stooped as low as smearing cartoonish video games as recruitment tools for right-wing extremism. In its March 27th opinion piece, quote, from Fortnite to alt-right. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. Texas Tech (laughs) University assistant professor Megan Condes condemned the video game community as a breeding ground for right-wing terrorists or, quote, white nationalist recruitment in her phrasing. Blaming games and gamers is hardly new, but this is a drastic escalation from Gamergate to marking gamers as potentially right-wing terrorists. Which is absolutely happening. Like it is legitimately yeah. mm-hmm. they are they are targeting like people who kind of make those jokes and you know friending up to them and kind of pushing them in that direction. Yeah, there's an article about how basically how neo Nazis use 
online video games as like platforms for propaganda and recruitment. Um, well, I mean, it is not a stretch of the imagination at all. There have been plenty of think pieces about how that works and why it's effective. I mean, yeah. I think I actually talked about it on one of the episodes that I was on. Um, this sound, yeah, this it does really sound familiar. familiar. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes complete sense because, I mean, obviously, uh, it's becoming a little bit different as time goes on. But in the past, you know, gaming was considered the hobby of people that were more socially withdrawn. And it's mm. incredibly easy to take advantage of that by going in proper, you know, using propaganda to, to give this idea of like, no, we're a community that's going to, to take you in and actually care about you when other people aren't going to. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like I said, this is, this is, this isn't even new. Like this has been something that's been talked about for years now. Um, and, and gaming's not the only community where this has been a thing, but board games, a breeding oh. ground for the alt right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, who wants to read next? I'll read next. Wait a minute. So did we read the Blaming Gamers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, bl- we we read that. Okay. We blame Other the outlets have followed... Yeah, I blame all the gamers. <laughs> myself. Other outlets have followed suit. The Washington Post has condemned gamer culture as a source of toxicity, including quote-unquote racism. All of these are in quotes. Toxicity yeah, and like quote marks, scare and marks. death threats. Death threats are also in quotes. Um, Jesus Christ, the amount of quotes in this article. I know, right? Uh, it's like, <laughs> you're just, you're not, mm, not even going to know. Okay, NPR wrote an article claiming right-wing ha- quote-unquote hate groups. Mm-hmm. are using video games to recruit new members. The Guardian has written multiple pieces claiming not only that video game culture is fueling the rise of the extreme right, but needs to become as colonized by liberal politics as Hollywood. That's an interesting what? word to use. <laughs> oh, I, this is woke now. This human events yeah. is woke now. They're anti-colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> um. Condis argued that gaming, quote unquote, plays a special role for, quote unquote, spreading the messages of white supremacist ideology. And the culture that surrounds it serves as, quote, fertile soil for sowing the seeds of resentment that grow into hate, end quote. I swear to God, it would be quicker just to say what parts of this article weren't, quote unquote. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, my goodness. Uh, in a later interview with Vox, uh, she derided the white ring. Right, white wing. ring. <laughs> white. white it might, it might as well be ring. the white wing yeah, gamers. Yeah, seriously, the right wing gamers for wanting to enjoy life as quote unapologetic white males end quote, and for wanting to quote worry about politics end quote. It is a curious phenomenon that liberal commentators openly express disdain for certain groups and then express shock that those groups resent them. Lord Almighty. Uh, I, 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 I want to read this next bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I saw that I, name no, and then I mean This motherfucker. Oh, God. When does it end with him? All right, game developer, game developer Mark Kern, <laughs> defend, defended gamer culture as an ex- 
in an exclusive interview with MRC Tech Watch. Oh, is Mark Quote, Kern that important that you oh, an exclusive interview with Mark Kern? <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. I'm sure it was very difficult to get that with his very busy schedule. Mark Kern, yeah. as we all know, doing all kinds of shit these days that isn't arguing on Twitter. <laughs> we just tweeted these things at him uh, and he responded within eight seconds. Exclusive interview! <laughs> There's an entire article about how Mark Kern may have fucking doomed Firefall and developer may? the nine. Yeah. May? Have you, no, have, there did is you no see may. the Did you see the videos he spent like all those hundreds of thousands of dollars on that got like ten thousand views that are like did Game of Thrones parody videos and stuff? I, I saw segments of that in like the documentary about the rise and fall of uh Firefall. They are rancid (laughs) (laughs) that goddamn bus that firefall bus is my favorite thing ever i think about that in my dream sometimes that stupid fucking bus (laughs) oh we gotta we gotta track that down and make it i want to touch it one day (laughs) the vigatual bus to get Danya to actually see the fucked up firefall bus that encapsulates mark kern's fall into failure and obscurity just I've okay seen continue the bus. on with the article. i've been i i've seen the bus with my own eyes you yeah. what i was at a pax where the bus was at oh my god my I, I i i didn't have any idea what firefall at the time i was like no huh that's did. a dumb bus anyways mark kern quote the backlash is not simply from the relatively small extreme political fringe or trolls but the vast middle of gamers who simply don't want to be castigated or beaten into supporting a game simply because it has a political viewpoint they are being told they must embrace, or else, he explained. Kern produced demon-slaying epic Diablo 2 and was team lead on World of Warcraft, his latest project, M slash Aider. What the fuck? How is that? Oh, whatever, I don't even care. They don't even fucking mention (laughs) Firefall. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's too fucking embarrassing. That was probably the uh, the contract for getting this exclusive interview was that they were not allowed to mention Firefall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and the other thing, too, is just to address that point is that it's so hilarious because, like, what they mean by the political is like, oh, there's a black person in the character creator options. They're, mm. they're shoving their political viewpoint down my throat. And the other point I'd like to make is, is that like most gamers find this attitude in these people absolutely vile. It's just these like weird 4chan Mark Turn type trolls that uh, think that they are the majority somehow, even though yeah. everybody mm-hmm. hates them. Like literally the vast majority of gamers don't give a shit one way or another. Like they're completely agnostic. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you... If you buy The Last of Us 2, like, I don't give a shit. It's the fact that you are, with a fervor that I cannot understand, going around and screaming how it's awful that Ellie is a lesbian. It's like, no one's telling you that you need to, quote-unquote, embrace this political viewpoint, which, that's not a political viewpoint, but whatever. It's that you're being an asshole about it. And... If anyone's forcing anything, you are absolutely shoving in my face that you are a giant homophobic or just completely backwards asshole and expecting me to be like, oh, yeah, I respect that. Mm. Like, no. 
A backwards asshole is actually how I would describe how Mark Kern looks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they say that the funniest things are also true. (laughs) Well, the failure of Firefall was not kind to him. I mean, people say it's not woke to criticize people for being uh, ugly, and they're completely Mm -hmm. correct. In this in this regard though, I really I just can't fucking help myself. He is so vile on the inside and out, it's incredible. Seriously. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page as that. I understand where that position is coming from, but bad people should get attacked on all fronts. <laughs> um and Mark Kern is a vile fucking hobgoblin. and the world should be reminded the world should be reminded at every point along the way especially too because so many of his tweets are like you know he gets into the one horny gamer place of this man like why aren't there more beautiful ladies in games he he does that plenty of time and they're just like listen uh why are you putting if you want more beauty from people in the world why is your face your avatar like (laughs) Yeah, it's 100% he falls into the nerd stereotype of being, like, this disgusting wretch who is, like, constantly complaining about women in video games not being mm-hmm. sexy enough. I, we could spend this whole, a whole fucking podcast talking about Mark Kern and just how vile he is and how much we hate him, but we need to move on. Yes, uh, I just want to say, as a, as, as a weird-looking goblin, I want people in video games to be much <laughs> uglier uh, <laughs> to to reflect my world. <laughs> true, true, true. I can relate. Look, Reese is min-maxed. That's his character <laughs> sheet's min-maxed. His charisma was his dumb step, but he got funny jokes instead. <laughs> That's true. God. Okay, uh, how much more of this can endure? This is like a third of the way through the article. I can still go. Okay, let's keep going. When asked about whether there's a politically correct war on games, Kern warned that this is only the beginning. Quote, That politically correct culture war is not limited to games. It's being pushed into every aspect of our lives. Unquote. That's Mark Kern's Grumpy voice. because you ran a failed video game, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, he must have gotten woke because he certainly went broke. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Motherfucker. Here's some fucking hypocritical bullshit for you. Media oh, attacks against nerd culture have been a profitable business, all the way back to satanic panics about Dungeons & Dragons or blaming edgy pop culture for the Columbine shootings. Uh, what he doesn't mention there is that the whole fucking, you know, moral panic thing was like a distinctly conservative thing for decades. Yeah. Uh, why point that out whenever you can just not do that and be mm-hmm. totally like not honest about anything you're doing? Yeah. That's, Humanevents.com. To continue, this is different. The assaults on gaming are more about politics and winning elections? Uh I don't know about you guys, I don't think... but my political centerfold is absolutely about destroying video games. Vote for Danya <laughs> for mayor of the internet 2020. Thank you. Kern noted that the media is fully on the side of censorship and witch hunts, which, I mean, oh. why would you take Kern's word for it? He's a fucking dumbass. Anyway, 
because they managed to get an exclusive interview and they have to milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> oh, don't use the word milk and fucking Kern in the same sentence. Disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. Gotta Con squeeze all that. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. You're I think welcome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Condis wrote in her Times piece that game companies should be held accountable for the rise of right-wing extremism. She called upon readers saying that, quote, We can insist that the companies that control gaming spaces recognize that this community comes with extremism dangers, unquote. Hmm. Some liberals have a solution. Drastically change what video games are about. The Guardian contributor and video game commentator Alfie Bone has written multiple pieces pressuring the video game industry to pursue a revolutionary agenda about conservative politics? That sounds dope as hell. In one such piece, how video games are fueling the rise of the far right, he lamented that, quote, desires incubated by games lean far to the right, unquote. He suggested that popular video games about adventure are based on, quote, misogynistic, unquote, impulses that he said humans mistake for being natural. Bone made his argument clear in another piece titled, Video Games Are Political. Here's how they can be progressive. He declared that, quote, video games can and should be put to work for left-wing politics, quote, unquote. The piece suggested that they now lean, quote, towards conservative, patriarchal, and imperialist values such as empire, dominion, and conquering by force. I think this Alfie Brown guy sounds cool. Well, it's just, it's interesting, because I like, I like being on this podcast, and I appreciate you guys bringing me on, because I think it's interesting to read these kind of things that I normally wouldn't because it is kind of a, um, a, a study in how if I were some weird right-leaning chud and I read mm. this simply to, to validate my own opinions, it's like in the one such piece, how video games are fueling the rise of the far right. It's like the sentence, he suggested that popular video games about adventure and conquest are based on misogynistic impulses it's like that's a really vague sentence actually <laughs> about adventure like if i was you know not wanting to actually think about this or i'd be like yeah that does sound kind of stupid and weird for someone to say but i bet i'm going to click that article and it's going to have a pretty you know specific type of game that you know is much more misogynistic than just bland adventure game yeah adventure is misogynistic yeah, how dare we want to explore? Nothing makes me hate women more than stepping outside my door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I can't say that. I mean, I'm just going to assume that someone that actually, like, trusts anything that comes out of Mark Kern's maw uh, <laughs> is uh, actually That's a good way to describe for, it. Yeah, is actually in this for, you know, the integrity of it. All right, how much farther can we go? We're only about I'm honestly through. I'm getting tired of it. Exactly. It's like I thought I guess I assumed that it would just be like so shitty that we'd get tired of it, but honestly mm -hmm. it's it's just repeating itself over and over and over and over again. It's just so fucking tiresome. Yeah, it's like article says video games bad. Other article says video games bad. It's like, okay. Yeah, I'm actually quite cool. fond of that, that they link all these uh, these great articles yeah, seriously. for, uh, for us to read. I'm an... like, wow, okay. Yeah, we got an NPR article in here. I'll read that. It's sort of weird that they would present all these, like, 
countering arguments that are probably almost universally, I would assume, better written mm. than their repetitive bullshit. <laughs> just scrolling down the page, it's just like, blacklist and biases, liberals, jealousy, guard your controller, Bone also condemned Steven Spielberg's uh, 2018 film Ready Player One, which perhaps inadvertently made a convincing case for conservatives to defend gamers? Oh my oh, god. Wow. The film is about a worldwide virtual reality game where a band of freedom-loving youths team up to save the, quote, oasis from a soulless, power-hungry corporation. I'm guessing that that's not why Bone, like, said it was a shitty film. He probably said it was a shitty yeah. film because it was bad. But I'm liking this this Bone guy more and more. A yeah, team seriously. of libertarians who are decidedly right-wing. <laughs> oh my god. Bone condemned the film as an alt-right fantasy. Despite the fact that the hero- uh, Actually, the heroes are a variety of ethnicities. Oh my god. <laughs> In the movie, uh, the heroes of Ready Player One actually end slavery. So I don't think libertarians <laughs> would like it, actually. <laughs> I like how it's like an alt-right fantasy and it just like, uh, actually you'll see that there are a variety of ethnicities in the film. <laughs> just like as if uh, that's the be-all and end-all of all, of right-wing. Which I guess it kind of is. I mean, also, I mean, on the other side of the coin, Tracer's ass was available for purchase in that film so that's, oh my that's God. something that the libertarians would like. So I'm confused though. So in this kind of like back and forth sort of semi analogy, the soulless power hungry corporation, is that us? Because uh, if there's anyone who's against soulless power hungry corporations, it's the left. Well, this is very much a conservative delusion, which has been uh, annoyingly persistent even into like the post-socialist resurgence of 2016 where the conflation is very much so with like the distinctly non-leftist liberal media and you know corporations and actual leftist policies uh, as sort of like this idea that these are somehow the same thing it's amazing really yeah it's, it's, all, like it's just not, the same bullshit you're not getting your analogy straight like these are two different things well they don't fucking know that because they're politically ignorant and like completely indoctrinated into this reactionary worldview and i just would like to say that for railing against media hysteria and satanic panics and shit like that that this article is 100 percent attempting to like be right-wing agitprop and like scare people into crystallizing their views about this the whole gamer politics situation by basically saying the evil liberals and sjw's are coming to censor your video games it's completely scaremongering the thing that always kind of infuriates me with this stuff even even though i should should be bothered by it is whenever they call this stuff you know like hey maybe being racist is bad they start calling it a narrative they're like don't don't buy into the narrative um, the quartering sent a tweet recently to Jim Sterling being like, Jim Sterling, I love your work, but don't believe the narrative. When there has not been 
like a more standout example of people just like twisting nonsense into yeah. a narrative outside yeah, didn't of quartering like, spend like several weeks making brie larson out to be like a literal man hating demogorgon when all that oh, really yeah. happened was she got an award and she was like would be nice if there were more black women in media journalism of, of and course. that was it and the thing that gets me is that people just keep falling for it it's not nearly as many people but i find that there are people on the left who also fall for it who kind of like yeah. believe yes. that you know bernie is the one you should vote for but thinks that anedia sarkeesian is a grifter you know they're big fans of stupid poll you know the Gamergate had some good ideas type of people. Those no, people are out there and exist. It's interesting you bring that up because on Gamer Takes, I do have a shit ton of followers who are like absolutely people like Gamergate was it, it, it had good origins and it's like, mm. no, it didn't though. And it's like, I don't have the time or energy to sit down with every single one of them and be like, no, but you're absolutely right. That's what I mean. It's like, it's not a left or right thing necessarily. It's really just, are you fucking willing to read and, like, look up your own shit before you just believe anything that anyone spews out to you? I remember when Gamergate started. Like, I was around for that. I was paying attention. It's like, no, it never started with good intentions. It was always a fucking hate campaign against, specifically, a woman. Um, and then it turned into a couple women. And then we did the whole, like, oh, no, it's about us. It's in game journalism. Eh. Holy shit. Okay. Um... Uh... I would like to wrap up with like the very last thing that this says oh, because right, it's right. fucking stupid as hell. And then I've got to get into right at the bottom. There's something interesting and I want to I want to talk about. Oh, uh, you mean the very last paragraph? The very last paragraph, and then it's a the, good one. It is a very good one, and then the description of Alexander Hall. So I'll read it off. Gaming has at its core always been about overcoming impossible odds, slaying monsters, and defending kingdoms from invasion. Said like a man who has played all the video games. Yo, that's always what it's been fucking about. The latest main quest for all gamers is to take back society itself. This is such a fucking boomer language, I can't believe it. Alexander Hall is a staff writer for Media Research Center's Tech Watch. And out of curiosity, while you two were talking, I went ahead and Googled Media Research Center, and I found some pretty interesting things. So, from the Wikipedia page, the Media Research Center is an American nonprofit media watchdog for politically conservative content analysis. Its stated mission is to expose and neutralize the propaganda arm of the left, the national news media. Mm, you don't say. Uh, it has founding, oh received financial support from several sources, the Bradley Foundation, the Scafi Foundation, as well as ExxonMobil. Oh, golly gee. One of the founders was, no, the founder was Brent Bozel III, whose <laughs> relatives include William F. Buckley. God. Oh, this is so stupid. Do you know who William F. Buckley is? That name sounds familiar. He is the founder of the National Review, and he is, like, of infamous, like... Bruh. 
conservative journalist, I guess. Buckley referred to himself as either a libertarian or conservative. He's not sure which. And I think that one of my favorite things is that this is sort of tangentially related, but Chapo did like a reading series of like, I can't remember who the guy was, but he was like on William F. Buckley's boat. Ross, Ross Douthit. Oh, Ross Douthit did like skinny dipping with William F. Buckley. Oh, God. And so the fact that the, like this media, this media research center, quote unquote, is like got fucking money from oil companies and like conservative think tanks Shuck. and institutions. Here's a new game. Uh, seven degrees from the Koch brothers. Yeah. Yeah, how many degrees of the from the Koch brothers is this? And then I just like saw yeah. that his relatives were the fuck was fucking William F. Buckley, and I was like, hell sure yes, like three degrees. Yeah, not very far at all. Um, and this is one of my favorite things. It also receives funding from Exxon Mobile due to its skepticism on climate change, like literally just tit for tat. So definitely like a completely amoral right wing grifter institution just like pumping out propaganda and it's mm-hmm. so funny to like just see like this art this shitty fucking poorly written article and like follow the money and just see like just how yep. deep in the cop how deep in the pockets of a soulless corporation these people are oh my god all right i think it's time to wrap up i believe so so do you have any final statements Donya? From your times at shitty gamer takes about gamers uh we're not even two weeks into june and i'm already tired of the fucking pride related takes god damn it (laughs) (laughs) no one cares that you're gay but you've read about three different fucking threats of violence towards gay people in the last eight days so you know no one cares though I don't even have to I, look for them anymore. People just send them to me. It's, oh God, I'm so tired. <laughs> and people are like legitimately getting upset and I feel bad. But at the same time, it's like, that's what the point of this is. But I'm also getting kind of like tired. I don't know. Uh, just happy pride, everybody. I do mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you're happy listening. Happy pride. Every Nintendo June. character there's ever been is gay. Yes. Your favorite character? Gay and transgender. Extremely so, gay and very trans. Yeah. So, you know, either accept it or die mad about it. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the message Perfect. we'd really like to leave everyone with uh, yep. at the end of our podcast. Is just uh, die mad about it. Yep. Die mad about it. All right. So, Danya, where can people find you and your great work on the Internet? Uh, great is a subjective term, but you can find me on at Gamer Takes on Twitter or you can find my personal account with my art, which is my actual passion. Surprising many people. I don't <laughs> spend my entire life just searching for gamers saying stupid shit. You can find that at XO underscore pinkish heart. Just go there. You'll find my website there. It's kind of hard to say my website URL because I did it fun. But yeah, find me on Twitter. All right. So, Reese, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Twitter, at your very good bud, where it is my passion to find gamers saying awful, <laughs> shitty things. And, and uh, yeah, that's it. All right. And you can find 
our official Twitter at Vigatwato. Um, and you can find our website at videogamesarethewurst.pinecast.co. And you can find our uh, where you can find all of our episodes, and you can find the VODs for those episodes on my YouTube channel, Alton Plays. And you can find me at 8Alton8 on Twitter, where it is also my passion to just hoot and holler and punch my shed at the absolutely oh ridiculous things the gamers say. all full circle. <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever get too tired... Um, and this, you can take this to the bank, my lads. If I ever get too tired to run gamer takes anymore, you guys are the first in line to to receive it from me. <laughs> uh, consider me the all, yeah. Consider me the all might of um fucking gamer criticism YouTube, and you guys are my two Deku's, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I'll just announce that on here for everyone. But it isn't happening yet. <laughs> But who knows what the future holds, so... I hope that there are many years, many years of Donya keeping strong uh, and just kicking over the log of gaming and exposing all the nasty little grubs <laughs> to the surface. Oh, uh, we'll see. We're almost... In September, we'll be two years. Oh, that'll be cool. I'm so Ugh. tired. You should definitely add that fucking, uh... <laughs> the latest main quest for all gamers is to take back society Oh my itself. god, you're right, I should. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll yes. see you next time. Bye. 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 And die mad about it. <laughs> die mad about it. Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth is made possible by our patrons, including Robert Miles, still waiting on my Vigatoto branded bathwater Patreon reward, aka Conky, Nine Citrine Winters Beautify the Heavens, Nate M. Number One, Higgins the Seagull, Nick Rubin, Nathan Melby, Tholos, Kyle Reederman, Eggs, Tom Devan the Video Game Man, Dissonant Dragon, Brandon Carey, and last but not least, Jordan. Thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. Until next time, bye.